1: Hello and welcome to the World Wanderers Podcast, your source for travel stories, travel destinations, and travel philosophy. I'm Amanda. I'm Ryan.
0: And we're your hosts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the World Wanderers Podcast. Today on the podcast, we are super excited to be joined by Johannes Volkner, who is the founder of Nomad Cruise. We first heard about Nomad Cruise probably six months to a year ago when we had a couple fellow Nomad friends taking a couple of the cruises and it really piqued our interest. As young people and as Nomads, we've always found cruises to be a little bit challenging because they're a little out of our price range and not always the demographic that we're looking for. And Nomad Cruise is amazing because what Johannes has done is he's created this opportunity for like-minded people to come together and to be able to gather and hear from speakers and interact in community and explore the world, which is what we love to do as digital nomads. Johannes is originally from Germany, and he's been a digital nomad since 2010. He found the digital nomad life a little bit lonely, and he started a Facebook group. And from that Facebook group, he invited a bunch of his friends on it to go on a cruise. And that's really where Nomad Cruise was born from. And he's going to tell us all about His journey as a traveler, his journey as a nomad, what it's been like to create nomad crews and so much more. We are also super lucky because Johannes has provided a discount for listeners of the World Wanders. So if you use the code World Wanders, you will get a 100 pounds off of your booking. So once again, that's World Wanders and it's a hundred pounds off your booking for Nomad Cruise 11, which is happening from the Caribbean to Europe, uh, April 21st to May 2nd. So if that sounds like something that you're interested in or it piques your interest after this episode and you happen to have those dates free, use our promo code and you'll be able to get a hundred dollars off. All right. Before we dive into the episode, we just wanted to give a quick little shout out to one of our community members on Patreon.
1: Yes, so if you are a supporter on Patreon, you get access to the World Wanderers Insider, which is a new podcast we're launching just for supporters of the show. It is currently focused on our first series, which is about digital nomad life. So we are interviewing all sorts of cool people about their stories of going from more regular careers, traditional careers into digital nomad life, how they made that work, really getting into the details to give you guys examples of how it's done and beyond the the glitz and the glamour and the laptop on a beach stuff, people who are actually traveling and working. So that's our series. You can find new episodes every month on Patreon and there's already four episodes out. One will be coming next week as well. And so we just wanted to give a big shout out to Steve P who is a Patreon supporter and has access to the World Wanderers Insider. And if you would like to find out more, go to patreon.com slash the world All
0: right, now on to the episode. Johannes, welcome to the podcast today. We're really excited to have you here with us.
2: Yeah, great to be here.
0: Where in the world are you joining us from?
2: I'm actually in Mallorca on its island in Spain. And uh, yeah, I'm here. This is like a little bit of my base where I spend some time of the year.
0: Okay, nice. I was going to ask if you had, I know you're from Germany originally, but if you had a home, is that kind of like where you spend the most of your time if you are a little bit more settled?
2: If I am a little bit more settled, then I like to be here because it's a great, you know, great, beautiful island where you can be anywhere in Europe very fast because uh, it's so well connected uh, because it's so touristy, but it's also just really, really beautiful. So um, and I have some friends here. So, yeah, that's my base.
0: Amazing. We haven't been there yet, but we need to get there for sure. And we are so excited to talk about Nomad Cruise. It's been on our radar as something that we'd like to do in the future. So definitely excited to pick your brain about it. But before we get there, can you tell us a little bit about you know your travel story, like how you got into travel and when you started traveling?
2: So I actually started, I mean, I kind of started traveling already in 2001, I would say, when I went with my friends on a road trip to the U.S. and we, you know, went all over from Chicago to Mexico and and then back uh, by car. But uh, yeah, and then I've been like doing a lot of backpacking all my life afterwards in Thailand, uh, Southeast Asia, where, where it was already like 15 years ago. And so I really always really loved this. And um, then one day I moved to, I I did like, um, I was in uh, Australia working holidays. I did this there one year, you know, where in Sydney, I was living in Sydney and then traveled all around the islands and and these things. And then um, I heard once about Cape Town, someone was telling me about it. And I I was talking about, um, about Sydney, how much I loved that city. And uh, yeah, so I ended up actually studying in Cape Town a few years later. I uh, met someone there and I got engaged. And so I was living in Cape Town for five years. And that didn't really work out, but I had a little bit of a problem. Um, Well, when I was living in in Cape Town and that was that I couldn't really find uh, any work in living in South Africa. So I always wanted to work in tourism, actually, but... I was doing, you know, some 2 operator job there, but that all these things didn't really work out, and so um, I started to work online. And eventually, when that, um, yeah, when when this relationship didn't really work out, I was a little bit lost, and I was thinking, what can I do? But I had an online job, and so I started to travel again and go to the places where I've never been before, like Philippines or South America, and that's how I became like a digital nomad.
1: Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. It's no, always no, sorry. <laughs> it's funny. It's because like it's like that story of like putting yourself and maybe not putting yourself, but ending up in a position where kind of working online is like the only option, and then having yes. to figure it out from there. Yes. And was that would would that would have been in like the the late two thousands?
2: That was in. Uh, 2008, when I really started. So actually, I read the four work week. So I was looking for business ideas. I stumbled across this book from Tim Ferriss, which just was released at that time, and um, and that basically, by reading this book, I realized like, it's yeah, you know, I just need to figure out how to learn some things online. But that's a great way how I can live in South Africa. But also live, visit my friends in Germany. Like it was not really about traveling or whatsoever. I just thought, you know, I need to figure out how to work online, and and then I became a virtual assistant, and just learned like everything, <laughs> taught myself everything, basically getting paid for it as a virtual assistant.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's that's. That's amazing to hear. And it's it's so interesting that that was back, you know, 2008, 2009. I think for us, we took our first big backpacking trip in 2011. And that was the first time, like, I had never heard about people, like, working and traveling before then. And at that point, we didn't even meet that many people doing that. I'm kind of curious, like, what was the the world of digital nomad life that like back in, like, 2009?
2: Uh, well, so I started end of 2010 that's when i went to the philippines to just like uh work from there and uh there were there were not many people doing this for sure at that time then i went to south america and i think in one year in uh that was then 2011 in one year i met maybe five people or something who were also working online or doing like something that was a little bit similar to what i was doing and so i thought you know It's amazing that I can do this, but I just really want to meet other people who are doing this as well because I cannot go from one hostel to another and just talk about accents every night, right? Like I had been doing a lot of backpacking uh, before, and so I I wanted to do a little bit more. Like I wanted to connect more to people who have like the same problems like me working and traveling.
0: Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I mean, we can relate to that, and it's like – it's so crazy to think about one year meeting just a couple of people doing that because, you know, sometimes even as a digital nomad now, when you have a big community of nomads, if you're not all in the same place. It can still feel a little bit lonely. And there's like thousands of thousands of people doing this now. So it's it's yeah. crazy to think about what a difference that would have been back then. Yeah. And so um, what was kind of the next step like? you know, you're out there, you're, you're working and traveling, you're in this digital nomad sort of sphere, and it's kind of lonely. Like, what was your next step that kind of got you towards founding Nomad Cruise?
2: Okay, so what happened then was like, I was in South America, and I figured out that I cannot like travel because I cannot just change my destination every week And continue, you know, to run and and work on on these things that I was doing at that time. So I had a little e-commerce thing that I developed, like a partnership with my mom, where I helped her to, you know, sell cards for therapy online, which are still working today and being used by thousands of therapists. Like that was my little lucky shot. But so anyways, I was working on this, on these projects, but I couldn't really continue to grow what I was doing because I was changing my, destination every week so I went to uh, Rio de Janeiro and um, and there I realized you know like how nice it is to to meet people and um, and be them be at the same place with like for a longer time because I went to a language school so I, I noticed you know having community that is what's like my key you know I go to a couch surfing meetup I would go to a language school and I would have like a nice community not of backpackers who are just you know, continuing to move, but who are a little bit more based in a city. And so I experienced this. And then afterwards I was, uh, I met a a guy who was also working online and we traveled through um, the Northern part of Brazil and we were just kite surfing there. And it was really cool because we went for two weeks and we did, you know, we did a lot of, um, yeah, we went two weeks into like a quiet spot where we did more work and then we went to another place where we had a little bit of party and things a bit more social. So that was a really cool combination. So I really learned that community is really, really important and that's like the only way for me to continue doing this because I didn't just want to do like this backpacking, what had been done so many years before. And, um, yeah, so then I had eventually I had the idea, you know, I can create some kind of uh, ebook that uh, would showcase the best places that I found traveling, and um, I can share this with other people, and I can share this idea, you know, if you can work online, you can also go to this destination that costs like a thousand dollars a day uh, a month to be there, and there was uh, so I, I made this ebook. And just to connect to more people, and um, the ebook didn't really take off. Um, but I, well, I did some online ads, you know, and if I would have known what I know today, that would have been really, really <laughs> worked out well. Anyways, so um, then from, I invited all these people who bought this ebook into a Facebook group, and that was the first Facebook group for digital nomads. Uh, it grew very fast. Um, it grew like very fast to 5,000 members because there were not so many other groups that were calling themselves, you know, Digital Nomad, Facebook group. So it was growing fast. And then I thought, you know, I want to do some kind of project for these people because I really want to meet them. And then one day I saw a cruise that was really cheap going to, you know, from Europe to Brazil. And I thought, hey, this would be so cool if I could now invite You know, if we could meet on this cruise ship and arrive in South America together, then we have like a great community of people, you know, and I don't need to do all what I did in Rio de Janeiro before, you know, where I need to like jump into a place, know no one, go to a language school, do all these things to like network, to meet some people. And I would like just on this cruise ship, we would meet a lot of people before we can learn from each other and then we can go to South America and meet in different places around the world. So that was my initial idea when I saw this cruise ship. And I posted this and I said like, yeah, let's, how about, uh, you know, anyone wants to join on the ship and uh, 100 people booked this cruise within three weeks. Wow. So that was the start. And so what year was that? That was in 2015, November 2015. Yeah. So I have to awesome. say, for the, yeah, so basically, I had organized like some small events before I just really, you know, I just really like this lifestyle, but I was just looking for other people who were doing the same thing. And then uh, that was the, so the cruise was just like, at that time, there were not so many co-living places, there was not so much happening in, in Bali, like it was slowly taking off in Chiang Mai. And um, so it was a good time to, you know, kickstart, like, post this cruise. <laughs>
1: And had you been on a cruise previously at that point? Was that something that you were kind of like knew you liked or was it more so like, Hey, I'm trying no. this out and they were doing it with a whole bunch of people.
2: No, I was not. I had never been on a cruise in my life before. I was not like, would not say that I would have been like a, it was my dream to ever go on a cruise. I just saw the cruise was like a great tool to, you know, meet everyone. And um, now I had never been before. And I actually went to the, the cruise ship company before I went there and they were laughing at me they said like okay you know what are you uh like you don't even know these people you know like because I was like hey I'm bringing you 100 people can I get a little commission or something and they were like no uh, you know, <laughs> uh like let's first see like what you're doing there and then they saw you know they saw what we did on the cruise and then we behaved all really well and then, then we became a little bit more friends <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're like, let's see if you guys like tear this boat down before yeah. it gets to Brazil first.
2: Exactly. exactly.
1: So, yeah, yeah. And so the, that's one thing that um, we were kind of curious about when you we were thinking about it. How do you, like, cause these, like you're, you know, one person at that point in time, these cruise companies are gigantic companies. How do you get kind of the relationship going with them to kind of go from that point with that first cruise where it was more just like organic people booking to, starting a business where you're going to, you know, bring a lot of people to a cruise. How do you start that relationship with a cruise company like that and what was that process like?
2: So you just do it. That's it. And you don't ask them. Uh, I think that's the best way to start, right? Like if if I would have like ever thought, you know, you know, I want to bring 100 people on a cruise ship or something like I had no clue what is going to happen. I was like, okay, maybe I'm going to get myself a little bit in trouble with this or I don't really know, but like, I I like the idea. So I will just try, you know, and see what happens. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's like lean startup, right? Like this is the easiest way how you start, you know, like you, you can always think, how can I start some kind of business in the most, if like easiest, simplest way. And so we just met on the ship, you know, like people just booked their, their tickets and, and we just met there and I organized the whole thing for free for everyone. Like I put like a lot of effort actually, you know doing them workshops and, and whatever and just to test the idea because I mean oftentimes you know when you organize retreats or whatever you do, in the beginning, you as the organizer, you need the people to come on the event just as much as they need you to organize it, right? Like if you want to turn it into any business in the future, If you look at most uh, things that are, you know, that were started, it was usually just some idea, um, like, or like bigger events, also like remote year or something, just someone having an idea and just like, you know, who else wants to go, wants to join me or whatever, and then it becomes a little bit bigger
0: yeah absolutely. that's that's really inspiring to hear. And so I'd be curious to know like what that first cruise was like. Like what did you guys do while you were on that cruise, and what type of activities did you have and stuff like that?
2: So we just had some workshops. We just met, and we just you know we just it was super unorganized. There was no real structure of, you know, because I first needed to get to know the boat, so I was just looking around, you know how can we do this? And, um, yeah, it was just very, um, you know, I mean, I, if you just do something by yourself, then you cannot make every process or anything like perfect. But, um, yeah, so it was just like, uh, but it was a nice meetup. Like I knew about, uh, 15 of the 100 people who joined us and, um, yeah, so we had a really nice group and I still know like a lot from a lot of these people today, like what they're doing and we kept in touch with actually many of them. So um, yeah, but it was just like people organizing random workshops in different places around the ship. And uh, I booked the disco for like a little two conference talks. And then we had, um, you know, we took one group picture where another friend of mine, he organized, like he made the logo in advance. And um, so we just had like a little flag And we made some t-shirts and that was like basically so the proof that we did organize Nomad Cruise, you know, so we came up with the idea to how to call it one week before the actual cruise started. First, it was just a Facebook event, meetup, something. Yeah.
1: And so what was the process like then from, you know, doing that first one was kind of just getting a whole bunch of people to book a cruise to then actually starting a business around this? What was that process like?
2: Yeah, so then um, I became friends, a little bit friends, with the cruise ship company, okay? After that cruise, they were like, okay, cool, you can do it. And then I was like, okay, let's try to keep the momentum. So we're going to organize a trip back, you know, from South America. And actually, like, we're doing the same trip in April again, like this April that we did at that time, like uh, in 2016, um, from Colombia to Lisbon. Um, you know, it's also like with one stop from St. Martin anyway. So what I, so they, you know, we worked together and then I, I hired the first person uh, who was going to help me with the bookings and um, to handle all the bookings. And, and I organized like some kind of workshop program. Um, and actually on that cruise, we had 200 people, uh, which was crazy. Um, there were like a lot of communities already out there. Like the, the, for example, the Dynamite Circle, um, and they all met like a lot of these people came to meet on the on the ship. so there were not so many events, so it was very easy to to get people on board, right? Um, and yeah, from there it kind of grew. Uh, so then I had you know I had some workshops, but then I realized you know like we need to do a little bit more. We need to have like better speaker briefings, we need to have you know the possibility to hire, like a better venue we need uh you know different things in in order like that we organized before and after the cruise and so the whole thing kind of grew into like a team of, of five people and that we can now do this much more professional so um yeah so it was every cruise was like a little step you know a little experiment how would you do it with when you have 500 people it's a lot about like uh, sometimes i was a little bit you know. I was like happy that we had enough bookings, um, for the trip. And then I would just, you know, see this experiment. Like what is the cruise like with 250 people? What is it like? Well, yeah. With 500. And, uh, and then last year we even organized two cruises at the same time.
0: Yeah. And those were like full cruises, weren't they?
2: Yeah. Well, no, 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 they were not full. They were like, uh, they're like always like 250, and two, 500 people. On it okay we cool. have so, the full boat. no we don't have the full boat
0: okay so you book like part of the boat and exactly. yeah. oh, okay cool that's so, really interesting
2: a lot of people think that we have the you know we have the full boat which is great as uh, you know as a thinking what I can say about this is that it's super uh, risky to charter a cruise ship and you would need probably like one year. Like you can, you can only do one cruise per year. Um, it's something that could be an option, but not really. I'm not really planning this. The thing is that when you have um, when you have a cruise, you can rent venues, right? So uh, we work like with wristbands, and we rent venues. And by doing it like this, we, uh, you know. It doesn't there are other people on the boat, but you still feel like one small community because we spend a lot of time in these private venues and private dinners and everything.
1: Okay, yeah, that makes sense. And something I was curious about was how do you guys find, you know, the routes to do these cruises on? Is it something I, I imagine it's partially like, okay, where the, you know, the most affordable because a lot of the the people on the cruise are more, you know, they're more interested in that community aspect. Mm. Um, but how do you guys decide on like the routes? Is it more like cruise companies tell you or, or how does that all work?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's like we we look out for, for different things, what, whatever we have in mind. And then um, we have the relationship with the cruise ship company. And uh, then we decide like what would work best, right? Like um, every cruise has got every, you know, every route has got its own challenge and you need to think like where are the people based that you want to track with this crew. So it's also like there are many different factors, but basically we look out and they send us, you know, we can do this one and then we decide on what we do. Um, every cruise so far has been a little bit of a different challenge, I can I can say. <laughs> With these things, you know, the, yeah, imagine I being responsible
1: room. for responsible for a lot of like young professionals and, and type of people like that on a on a boat. You'd have some interesting things pop up.
2: Exactly. On an all inclusive ship where alcohol is free. Right. So but they're behaving pretty well. So they're not nomads are nice in that sense. They're a nice uh, group to take care of. They're not like, I think if we would do the same cruise with a soccer club, then I would go crazy. I would have stopped after the first cruise.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's totally fair. And what are some of the routes that you've gone on so far?
2: So we went from Europe, from Barcelona to Brazil. We went from Las Palmas to Brazil. We went from Colombia to Lisbon. We did that one twice. And now we're doing, yeah, we're doing the same one again. In April, and then we did. um, uh, We went from Athens to Dubai, and we went from Malaga to uh, from Spain to Greece, and yeah, and we went from. Oh no, I can't even remember anymore. (laughs) Now we went from. uh, We did one from Malaga to Lisbon.
0: Amazing. We have friends that went on, no, I guess it no, would have been like,
2: Las Palmas. we went from Las Palmas to Lisbon. That was the trip. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. We had, we had friends that were on the two cruises, this, the, the cruises that ran at the same time. One of them was on, I think, Nomad 9 and one of them was on Nomad 10. And we were watching their in- Instagram stories from Panama being like, why are we there? <laughs> okay. Looks so awesome.
2: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very different. Two very, very different cruises. When you have like, on the one hand, like number nine, we had a lot of people who were like for the first time on the cruise. And on the other one, number 10, it was only people who joined us before or like 90% of them. So the vibe is like, everyone loved it, but the vibe is completely different. Like when you have people who are like all just connecting for the first time, there's a lot more like emotion. And the other one is a bit more chill, but it's uh, both was really good.
1: And when the cruises are taking place, are you typically on the cruise yourself or do you stay back and manage things?
2: So I'm there, but I'm not like so super involved. I'm just looking and uh, making notes like what can we do better? How can we improve things? Uh, So far, I have been on every trip. Um, Even the ones that was happening at the same time, I joined the one for four days and then went to the other one. Um, So I have been on every cruise. Yeah. And I will I will probably continue this a little bit more. Not so not so much, hopefully. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I will need a break as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And something I'm curious about just from looking at the cruises and, and stuff is it, it looks like you guys release kind of like one at a time. I'd be curious to know like kind of the back end logistical side of things. Like do you guys release one at a time but know that you have your next one or is it because like you're still planning the rest of 2020? Like how does that kind of work for you guys?
2: So this is the thing, right? I don't like uh we release one at a time because we want to, you know, have excitement for the next one and we also don't want to compete with our own trips. Uh last year was a little bit of a different thing when we had two at the same time, but there we knew that we had two different audiences who would join, you know, people who are, who are new and we really love this trip to Brazil. So we wanted to do this one. And um, but we also knew that the people who, you know, joined us before they wanted to do something, but they wouldn't come to Brazil. So, and we, you know, then we had these two, two things. Yeah. So usually we kind of know a little bit what we're going to do next at the moment. You know, I have some ideas what we're going to do in winter, and but I cannot even tell you if we're going to do, like, we have some options, but we might also just have one per year or, you know, like, so it's always depends a little bit. We're doing some surveys and that helps us to decide as well what, what we're going to do next.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's that's really interesting.
2: It's very so, important with whatever you do in business to do surveys with your audience because... Uh, sometimes you can also mess up these surveys, um, but it gives you a good indication of what you want to do and also whenever you, you know when you're doing things, sometimes your audience changes a little bit or the people who are coming you know like there's other people who are interested. So you always need to keep in mind like what, are, what do the people want who have been my customers and what do the people want who want to be my customers? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. yeah, we actually did an interview the other day. Um, these might not actually not get released so close to each other, so anyone listening, but David from uh, Casco Antigua Spanish School, if you're listening, um, and he was talking about how that business, so he started a, a Spanish school and they also teach English here in Panama, is like his fourth iteration of the same business because he'd started an English teaching business where he's trying to target like local Panamanians and then some of the big um, hotel companies and asked him for English lessons. So he started like a hotel English company and some embassy that asked him about Spanish. So he started a different Spanish thing and then he changed it to this other Spanish thing. And just, yeah, that, that idea of like listening to the people you're interacting with and the people you want to interact with and evolving from there
2: exactly yeah it's so important because you really need to understand like i mean what are their you know what are the nomads needs what do they want to do like what is actually the reason why they're traveling and then you can also adjust you know to make the the program towards it like i mean we're still experimenting you know a lot with the content of the program and i think that we're getting better like each cruise but like you need to really uh, it's so important to really understand and to listen like in the beginning I was always like trying to just, you know, solve my own problem. So, uh, like on my own, like you know, I wanted to travel, I wanted to meet more people. But now I know too many people <laughs> in that sense. Uh, so now I'm trying to to make the cruise more so that it's really, yeah, something for a lot of people who are interested in this lifestyle or well, who we have been doing this even for many years. Yeah. And
1: I'm kind of, I have a bit of, I think it's a bit of an abstract question, but so a a bit earlier on, you were talking about just going through the process of starting to be a nomad and you have that kind of high at first of like, I'm going new places. I'm in Brazil. This is amazing. And then you start to feel like a bit disconnected. I think basically every person who's done this has gone through something similar where it's like, you're moving too fast and you start slowing down and slowing down and you start looking for community. And then so you have a really unique perspective on this because you've gone from experiencing that yourself to then designing a solution to help people and kind of getting to observe, you know, hundreds of people kind of like almost like, you know, ants in an ant farm of like how they interact and connect. So I'm curious kind of what you've learned around um, kind of like nomads and community. I know that's like a super abstract thing, but I'm curious if you have any thoughts oh, on Oh,
2: I know. I've, I've been thinking a lot about this and like I don't have the final answer where it's going, but I, I think I can tell like there's some reasons. Um, you, know, you know the Maslow hierarchy of needs, right? Like mm-hmm. our needs. So the thing is what I believe, uh, like that is a very easy way to explain it. I think what is happening with us, it's like we're all going into this thing of, you know, we want to do like our self-fulfilling thing, you know, like, you know, self-fulfillment, um, be at the top of this this hierarchy. And what we're doing is like, you know, we're living our dream, like the things that we think are, are so important to us, like that we always want. But the, the problem is that there's one price of the nomad life. And that is another very, very important human need, which is belonging, right? And safety. So the thing is that when we start to travel, we kind of forget about safety, we, we kind of forget about you know that we need to have some kind of community. So we are just in this high that you're talking about for the first year, and we're like, oh, this is so amazing. Like I meet people from all over the world. Uh, I get to see the most amazing places uh, ever, and I can you know I can I really do this. And the more you do it, the more you feel like, okay, I need to slow down. I need to meet other people who are like a little bit more like me. Um, so you have, want to have this belonging. And then when you're a nomad, you also really want to make sure that you have a business that is really, you know, giving you like, actually also cannot just cover your expenses and costs for today, but also for the future. And like, and you start to think a little bit more about the safety things like, you know, if I continue this now for 10 years, am I ever going to start a family or am I going to, you know, go where am I going to develop? So I think looking at this hierarchy of needs from Maslow is very good way to explain what is happening with us. And I think that in each stage, there's like a different thing that people need. And, um, and I you know, like I, I don't want to encourage anyone like just say like, hey, I'd be a nomad. But I think it's like, you know there there are certain steps and if you kind of know like oh okay so this is happening with me now and like people are working on so many different solutions then it's actually really really amazing but we need to be aware of these different steps what are your thoughts on this do you, do you agree or
1: yeah yeah i definitely agree i think that something i have thought a lot about too is that this idea of traveling exploring the world starting a business working online I think there's something that's like very attractive about it, but it's definitely also something that's not suitable for a lot of people. And I think that one of the things that's good about just going out there and doing it is that some people realize that it's not something they actually want to do. And I think there's so many things in life that are like kind of those things, those projects that haunt us. Like maybe it's running a marathon, writing a book, moving to Latin America and a lot of those ideas are like really good and they're pointing to some type of like life purpose. But some of those ideas are just nonsense. But I think that we have to like actually do them to find out, like we have to write our book to be like, Oh, I, that sucked. And I didn't enjoy it at all. Like, and then it can let that ghost go kind of. Yeah. But, uh, so it,
2: mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot about enjoying the process, right? Like what you're doing. So, and, um, yeah, so I mean, with the with the nomad life, like I believe in general, like the long term solution that we should have is like a little bit like we need to stay connected to where we come from. So wherever is our home, I think that is really relevant. Or you know, we are starting our own family, then you can kind of be everywhere. But it's good to be connected to where you where you come from initially, and that you're building a business that allows you to work from wherever you want. And then it's up to you how you decide, like, I'm going to go now for two months to Bali because I, you know, I know a lot of people there and and I like this, but you also know that once this time in Bali is over, you don't need to, you know, think a lot about like where you're going to go afterwards, but you know, you have some kind of home where you have a super nice mattress and, you know, some nice views or whatever. So I think having the best of both worlds that is what we should be striving for. But obviously like depending on where you're from and the way of how you're doing it, it's also like a financial thing, right? Whether you can afford this, whether you can afford to have some kind of home base, travel, do all these things at the same time. So, but I think that that should be the goal for everyone to to go there because I see a lot of people moving back home and then it didn't really work out or um, yeah, but they all kind of learn a lot. So. It's also a nice thing. And
1: so when you think about that and then having, you know, obviously nomad crews, which exists to obviously connection, obviously helping people think about and growing their kind of um, economic opportunities. How do you think about designing that experience to help kind of fit those needs of nomads?
2: So... Designing the experience works in that sense that we're doing like a lot for connection like we're really connecting people We're really trying to help people to you know The investors meeting the investors or those who are just starting out in the nomad life doing this But also kind of connect everyone so that we don't feel like small bubbles, but like a big community, right? so there we're doing, you know, with different things like pitches or like small groups that we create or the program or meetups that the, the community does by them by itself. I know that, you know, like there are certain things you can do and then it really create changes the vibe and and I, you know, like on the on the second cruise that I kind of also still organize myself. We had such a big group and they never really got connected. A lot of the people who joined there because I was not you know, doing the, we were not doing the ways to connect people, you know, with different programs. So what we're trying to do is, you know, we try to inspire people and then we try to try for them to, you know, to take action. And at the end of the cruise, we try for them to, you know, reflect a little bit on what they learned and all the things and decide on one or two goals that they will now make happen. And, um, yeah, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of little science behind it. I want to write some articles about it in, in the near future, actually.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's so much there, which is so interesting. So thanks for sharing that. Something that I'm curious about is when people are actually on Nomad Cruise, like you've mentioned that there's different, you know, programs and speakers and activities and then there's stops, obviously. I'm curious what like the day-to-day life is like. Like are people like, kind of co working? Are people taking vacations? Like, what does that kind of look like?
2: Okay, so the first thing that we recommend everyone is to take a detox, right? And try to work as little as possible for two reasons. The one is that uh, the internet is not brilliant at sea. So you can check your emails and do some things, um, but it's good to do it, but you, like, you don't want to bring a lot of work on the boat. And then also, if you need to work, like, There's so much happening all the time that, you know, you cannot really focus. Like it's going to be very hard to focus anyways, besides the internet. So then what usually like how we do it is we have a lot of sea days usually on the trip. So in the morning, we have like two keynotes, you know, some inspirational things. And then we dive more deeper into topics like, you know, it could be sales, it could be, public speaking, like how to be a great public speaker. It could be like someone just sharing the experience on, on starting 20 Airbnbs, you know, So, or some other realist. Yeah, so it's like really every cruise is a little bit different depending on, you know, who is there and who's doing the, the talks. So, um, yeah, but it starts with like inspiration, then we dive a little bit deeper, and then usually later in the afternoon we have a bit more like... Um, um, you know, some dancing or some, you know, some some easy stuff. And what also people do that in the afternoon is that they set up some, uh, you know, they they write down some papers and they say like, hey, we're doing this. Uh, you know, I want to meet with that, with all the travel bloggers or on the cruise. We're meeting at the at the cafe at five thirty. And so there are like hundreds, not hundreds, but over one hundred meetups per cruise that are like self-organized. So they just meet up in, in different places. And then, you know, like so in the in the evening, like people do a lot of sports or they, they hang out by the pool, they go to these meetups, they do acro yoga, whatever they want to do. And then in the evening we meet for dinner. Um, so we have a, our area, like our private area where you know we meet for dinner and that's always like a great way where people usually they go into tables where like there are people that they never met before. So it's a great way to just meet, you know, 50 new people on the cruise. Like you, you're going to meet more than 50, but like 50 that you connect with a little bit, that you know the name and, and things like this. Um, yeah. And then sometimes in the evenings, we have some programs. We have like story nights so where people can just share some, some travel stories where they can use what they learned in public speaking. Uh, where we have something like shark tank you know they can propose their business ideas and and other people can help them or or we have a one like the highlight of each cruise is like a talent show where it becomes like a little bit of a competition now where you know people are going on stage and singing or uh, doing magic magician tricks or stand-up comedy or whatever and We just like have a great night like this. So that is like the basic structure. Morning talks, workshops, then a bit easier. And then in the evening, some special events kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's so much that you are way overwhelmed. And so we always recommend, you know, just take a break, just read a book sometimes, go to your cabin. And I, you know, every day I... I like to also just have time for myself, because it's very, uh, you know, it's it's quite intense experience. So I just also spend sometimes two, three hours a day in, in the cabin and just do nothing, right? So because as soon as you leave it, like there's a lot of things happening.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that personal time is super important, especially if you're like going to take the week off and be on vacation too. And I love like all the variety that is there and that people are having meetups and everything from, you know, dancing to magic shows to probably more traditional business stuff. So it sounds like there's just a lot of variety and it sounds like a really, yeah. really cool experience.
2: Yeah, I mean, what we do really is like, we really try to, you know, educate people about the nomad life do like important business topics but also do like personal growth uh which is also i believe really important also something that helps people on their nomad life and yeah and then it's it's a good mix and um it works so far yeah like the, we're still over we're still like uh, you know we're still improving a lot like there's still like a lot of things that i want to You know, do a little bit better, or how how do we do it if we if we do it with much more people and things? So there's, it never stops. Like there's always like a little bit of progress with these things.
1: But yeah, it sounds really really um, fulfilling and exciting and energizing. Just thinking about it, we've been in kind of I wouldn't call it grind mode because we've definitely been enjoying ourselves. But we've been in Panama now for three months, have an apartment here, and are kind of just like. We're doing all the travel stuff on weekends, but kind of just head down, working, thinking mm. about hearing you describe it made, made us both, I think, be like, oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah,
2: so yeah, if, you definitely. Have no plans, <laughs> uh, if you have no plans in April, then let's talk. You can leave right from Panama, actually. So, uh, uh, yeah, you know, it's,
1: so it's funny, we're actually going to Europe too, but because of some like weddings and other commitments, we actually were like looking at like, oh, this looks like almost perfect, but yeah. Um, LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off
2: your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply.
1: Stuff kind of interrupted that.
2: Yeah, it's quite a, you know, it's quite a, it's quite an intense experience. The one thing I would add there as well is that Obviously, like these things that happen on the ship have got a very big impact on people, like on their future. Also, sometimes you know, like when when you ask three hundred people in a room at the same time, like share your biggest struggle with your neighbor, right? Or like be a bit more open, you know, like uh, we they don't need to share their biggest struggle, but they talk about something that they need. There's always someone who has got the answer to the problem and. Like all these conversations end up in a lot of, you know, like business collaborations and people meeting all over the world. Like, as as one example, is that we, um, like, five days ago last week, we had a meetup in Bali. You know, there's no cruise in Bali, but we just organized a meetup in Bali because uh, over 60 people happened to be there at the same time. And so we bring together not just the people from the cruise, but we bring together also the community of, you know, because they are actually spending time in different places. I can go to Medellin or uh, to Chiang Mai or many other places, and they're all like living in these nomad hotspots. And so we connect them also in, in that level. Like, after you know, it, it's not just the cruise, it's like really a lot about what is actually happening after the cruise, after you arrive because it's more like a um more like a community versus sometimes you travel and you just meet people you know one on one and then you have friends but they all all the friends they they don't really know each other and that's the the beautiful thing if you bring a lot of people together at the same time that they have this you know community feeling I like a class trip <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And having the opportunity, I think, which is really important to interact with people like a number of times in a constrained period of time. It's not like you see each other once and then six months. And so you're only catching up. You actually get to go kind of deep yeah. with people. Yeah. And so, Johannes, I'm curious for you, like you've been on this nomad journey for a bit over 10 years and you know, running a really you know strong growing company. Now, do you kind of see yourself in this you know lane for the future or is there part of you that's like I want to go back to Germany and kind of settle down and live a more um, domestic life what kind of how have your thoughts on like the next ten years of your kind of nomad journey changed
2: um so ten years it's really hard like I mean basically what I'm doing now is like i I understand the need of having some home base right and and I'm really also. You know, I want to even spend more time in, in my hometown as well. Um, I love this or like, not I love this, but like I want to, you know, connect with my friends and, and do these things, you know, a lot more than I than I maybe sometimes did in the last years. But I also see myself in the future traveling a lot, you know, like even if I would start some family or something, like I would I would still like to do this. Um, in the winter time, like, I think I'm a very curious person. And, you know, I know people in in a lot of places around the world now. So I wouldn't want to, like, say, like, I'm just gonna settle completely, right. But um, I don't need to travel, like, nonstop. And I, you know, after you travel so much, you kind of understand what you want. But I also understand that, what you want also always changes a little bit, right? So maybe now I, I really like to be spend much a lot of time in Mallorca, but I don't know, you know, if I will still be living here over the next 10 years. So
0: amazing. Uh, yeah. It's 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 hard to think about that far in the future, but it can definitely relate to yeah. a lot of what you're saying about having think, you,
2: mm-hmm. Sorry, I go think, ahead. Yeah. So what I think is that The most important thing is that, you know, um, that's one thing I like to say in talks as well, like invest time in places where you plan to spend your future, right? First, I was saying like, "Ah, have a home base or never leave where, you know, but I think it's a lot about the, you know, where we spend our time because to really connect with people on a a longer level, um, we need to we need to spend more time there. We need to, you know, say, Hey, tomorrow I'm back in Mallorca. And then my friends would be like, yeah, let's go. Let's, let's go have some sushi tomorrow night. Right. So this is also something really, really nice. And um, the problem with the nomad life is that the longer you do it, you know, you meet a lot of people, but they all live all over the world. That's really beautiful, but it's also, um, yeah, but it can also be a problem. So, Uh, or it it can make it really difficult to stay in in touch with everyone and we kind of need to accept this. And it's also really nice, you know, but um, I think, I I get a bit off the topic, but I think in general um, it's really important that the actions that we're doing today are serving towards some purpose of what we're going to do in the future. Like um, I see, for example, many nomads who are, you know, they are doing their job, they're getting by, but they're not really, you know, I think that at the moment maybe they know, you know, if I continue my life like this, you know, like I don't really build up new skills, I don't really, you know, make progress with the work I'm doing, I'm not, you know, moving anywhere, I'm just jumping around, like I'm not building any long-term relationships. I think that can be a problem for some people. So I think we should, you know, we can all live in the present, but we should also think what we're going to do then in the future with this. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing all of that. Those are really really awesome thoughts that we can definitely relate to. And this conversation Johannes has been so awesome. It's been such a treat to get to chat with you and and learn more about Nomad Cruise since we've been following along for a little bit now. And if people are interested in learning more about you, what you do or in applying for a Nomad Cruise, where can they go to find all that information?
2: So they can uh, you know, they for everything about the cruise, they just go to nomadcruise.com. And um, we have everything there, okay? So um, I'm not such a public person in general. Like, I'm not super active on social media because I like to spend my time more focused on on work and then enjoy my free time oftentimes. Uh, But uh, I'm on Instagram as well. I can, you know, send you the links and and these things afterwards. Um, But the main source is Nomad Cruise. And if you come, uh, we have one trip in... April, that is going from Colombia. like you can start in Colombia or you can start in, um, in St. Martin in the Caribbean, which is a bit e- easier to reach if you come from the US or something. And it's going to be amazing, like 10 to 14 days journey to Lisbon, so uh, we can also meet there. I will be on that trip as well.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today and thank you so much for this conversation.
2: Thank you. Yeah.
0: All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of the podcast with Johannes from Nomad Cruise. Like we mentioned at the beginning of this episode, we do have a promo code for you guys if you're interested in going on Nomad Cruise 11. So the cruise runs from the Caribbean to Europe. It is April 21st to May 2nd, and you can use the code Wanders to get 100 pounds off of your trip you can just head on over to nomadcruise.com so we'll also have that in the show notes which you can find at theworldwanders.com and if you have any questions comments or feedback please send us an email info at theworldwanders.com we always love to hear from you guys that is everything for this week thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week bye
1: To find more information, relevant links, and photos talked about in this week's episode, check out theworldwanderers.com.
0: If you have a question, comment, or feedback, send us an email at info at theworldwanderers.com. Join our community on Facebook at The World Wanders or on Twitter at worldwanders 1. As always, thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye.